Today on episode number 92 of the podcast, we're discussing educating the public and what we wouldn't have known without experiencing sight loss ourselves. What's up, VIPs? Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. And joining me across the table, as always, is our co-host and our resident sighted supporter, my lovely wife, April. That's me. All right. So today we're talking about educating the public. It's one of those things that is, well, kind of annoying, but... As someone told me when I first lost my sight, it is my job to educate those people. And what I thought about was, you know what? We didn't know a lot of those things before we experienced sight loss. And so I thought we'd share some of those today. Of course, we can't share everything in this one podcast. So I've got some resources for you over in the show notes. And if you're looking for those show notes, they're at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 092. Show notes include links, resources, and ways to subscribe. So head over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 092. That's right. Okay, so... This actually comes from a comment I got on something, a video, a picture, something, I don't know. But somebody said they were so tired of educating the public. You know, they were just sick of it. They, they had to tell people the same things all the time. And it was just, why can't people get it? And and you know what? I, I get it. I do. I oh, to- for sure. I, I totally understand. For sure. Because I get the same things constantly, the same questions, the same sort of like, why are Jokes you th- or yeah. comments Why are you or anything this? like that? Like, yeah, all that stuff. And so it's like, you know what? That is annoying. However, I realize that um, we as people who experience sight loss and myself, we didn't know some of these things when I was sighted and probably wouldn't know them had we not experienced sight loss or at least encountered somebody who had experienced sight loss. So I think we've got a few things today. Obviously, this is not an exhaustive list, but we've got a few things to go through of things we didn't realize until we experience sight loss. Right. So let's go ahead and start with number one, and that's digital accessibility is in lots of things. I get this all the time. How do you use an iPhone? How do you use an iPad? How do you use a computer? How do you, you know, all this stuff. How do you watch a movie? How do you, yeah. All this stuff. And the reality is digital accessibility is built into so many things now. It wasn't always this way. So maybe this question was valid 20 years ago. But now, I mean, you go to the movies and, you know, we're going to talk about that later. But you go to the movies, you get your audio description headset. You know, right. it's right in there. Or you, you know, turn voiceover on on your iPad. Stuff's just built in into everything. Yeah. And I, we wouldn't know that if we no. didn't have to use it. And not only when it comes to screen readers and voiceover, but also the accessibility when it comes to Zoom and things like that. Because I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but just because you're blind doesn't mean you can't see anything. So you can still see, um, you know, when you have something zoomed in, you can still see what's on the screen. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, we're talking about digital accessibility, but accessibility in general, there's so many things and so many ways to make things accessible. Right. When people don't know that, it's not really surprising because why would they know that, right? They don't you know? need it. They, yeah. That's not something that is a an important thing in their life because it's not something they need to function Absolutely. I always think it's funny when um, I see reviews of an iPhone and they'll say, oh, you can turn this setting on on your iPhone. Just go to accessibility and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, no, no. 
you're not allowed to use that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, that's not fair. But they use accessibility when it is going to benefit them. Right. Dark mode, something like that. And they just don't realize all the wealth of accessibility that's in there because of, you know, people that are hard of hearing or people that are visually impaired, things like that. So lots of stuff going on. So accessibility built into all kinds of things. All right, so now my iPad, and I'm talking about digital accessibility, and my iPad's going nuts right now. So. Oh, man. <laughs> That's always how it works, isn't it? All right, let's, here we go. So number two is, there not, it is. I was going I can say it. <laughs> yes, yeah, say I it, have please, my, please. Not everyone is totally blind. There you go. <laughs> oh, no, no edits in this one, no edits. <laughs> uh, not everyone is totally blind. That's right. Uh, that's such a common theme, especially in movies and TV shows. You see the person with the dark sunglasses yep. and a cane, and they're completely blind. Yep. And that's what people always assume, right? Yeah. I mean, that you're blind, you're totally blind. There's fumbling around, yeah. trying to find, you know, a pin or a door handle or something like that. It's like that's not that's not real. Absolutely. And and the thing about it is. I never knew the spectrum of blindness until I lost my sight. Because then when I lost my sight, there was a while, a lot of years, I would say, where it's the struggle of being sighted with poor vision or visually impaired with remaining vision. Right. There's that sort of two dynamics. And we've talked about that on the channel before. But the reality is... I am visually impaired. I have enough sight loss that it affects my everyday life. Correct. And so I am a visually impaired person or VIP. Uh, But not everybody is totally blind. Not everybody's visually impaired like me. It's such a wide spectrum. And not every person with the same eye disease or condition has the same amount of sight loss either. Absolutely. So you could know two people with the same disease, but one have more sight loss than the other. Yeah, absolutely. So the the idea that everybody's just totally blind is just simply not true. But I wouldn't have known that. You know, right. I, I remember uh, growing up, there was one lady that my parents knew who was totally blind. I believe she had RP, retinitis pigmentosa. And at, by that time, she had been uh, blind long enough to where the it had taken all the rest of her sight. Mm-hmm. And she was totally blind. And so naturally, we all just are like, yeah, well, that's blindness. You right. know, everybody's just totally blind. But there's so many eye diseases. There's so many reasons people have uh, loss of sight. It's just not down to one thing. And so total blindness... I, I guess I wouldn't have known until I lost my sight, but now that I know, it's so commonplace. Right. You know, that I realize that. All right. Uh, and, and speaking of eye diseases, not all eye diseases are fixable with glasses. <laughs> uh, again, this is one of those classic things people always ask. Yep. Can't you wear glasses? Yep. And I always want to sarcastically say something like, oh my gosh, glasses? Thank God you're here. I would have never considered <laughs> never that. Never thought of it. Yeah, and so I, I don't say that because that's mean and rude, uh, but I think it a lot. Yeah. Uh, but people's perspective on fixing sight is glasses because right. you go to the eye doctor. Right. They tell you if you need, I mean, you wear contacts, yes. you know, and glasses. Yeah. And so that's the thing. You go, you need a correction, you put on glasses. But there are so many reasons why you couldn't wear glasses. And, you know, mine is my optic nerve. Right. My, my eyes themselves are working fine. The glasses you know. don't give you sight back. No. The they gla- correct what you've already lost. What, like what you have. Your impairment. Yeah. They correct that impairment. Right. So it's my, I have sight loss. Right. The glasses aren't going to matter. That's one reason I get upset with things like, uh, I won't mention it here, but digital magnifiers that you wear on your head. And I think people will understand kind of what I'm talking about that. They always they they quote things like you know giving your sight back. I'm like, no, you're not. Right, <laughs> you're right. not giving you. It's just a magnifier on your face, which are great. I mean, magnifiers are wonderful, but glasses, those kinds of things, you don't get your sight back. 
And so when people ask about glasses, they're just asking based on their perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have asked the same thing. Right. You know? Well, I, th- I think the using the term visually impaired means that there's something wrong with your vision. So the easy fix for an impairment is glasses or for a visual impairment is glasses. Well, maybe maybe we need to start saying more like I have sight loss mm. instead of saying I'm visually impaired because I think maybe that's they're thinking, oh, well, glasses fix vision problems. So that's the fix. Well, Why not? And, and I think that's the thing. A, a lot of visually impaired people would say, well, they should just know. Right. <laughs> they should know what that's VIP. true. And, and the it, reality is they, they don't. How would they know? And there are plenty of people out there who are visually impaired who can wear glasses to correct some of their vision loss, but maybe not make it to where they can necessarily drive or right. be able to, you know, see print that isn't in large print or, mm-hmm. you know, just see a regular font. Right. So it throws the sighted people off when right. blind people wearing glasses. Right? Yeah. Because again, there are so many degrees of <laughs> yes. sight loss. Absolutely. Not everybody's totally blind and we can wear different things. And I, so it just comes down to their perspective. This is all they know. Right. And, and they won't know until we tell them. Right. And so if I tell somebody, no, my vision can't be corrected with glasses or surgery, that's another one, you know, surgery. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well then now they have a little more perspective. Are they right. totally in on it? Like we are? No. But at least they know a little more yeah. than they did before. Um, the next one, this one is so hard for me. <laughs> Asking how many fingers am I holding up is offensive. Like it's so offensive. I don't know why it, it always makes me think, would you go up to a person who couldn't hear and scream at them? Like, Hey, can you hear me? You know, <laughs> th- no, you wouldn't do that. That's ridiculous. But people are constantly, they think it's funny. Like, well, how many fingers am I holding up? Like, are you trying to prove that I'm blind? Is that right. will this prove? Trying to like, trick you. If I say I don't know, will that now prove it to you? Like that's the or the old flinch test. Like they'll yeah. they'll move real fast at you because if you flinch, then you're not really blind. Right. And that goes back to that whole not everybody's totally blind thing. But again, I probably would have done the same as a sarcastic jerk if I was sighted <laughs> and didn't know any better. I would have been like, well, can you see that? You know. And because here's the thing, my daughter who is ten, she did it and she's done it before. And I, I, uh, she learned now. She knows the difference. But she's like, well, how many... I'm like, that's... No. Well, then one of her friends at school, I think, did that when I was at school one time. And she was like, no, that's rude. Don't do that. (laughs) So my daughter now knows. Right. Because she has experienced sight loss along with me, if you will. Right. And so now she can train other people. But those kinds of things, like, that's just so rude. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, So hopefully we can train and educate people not to do stupid things like that. That would be the best. That would be... (laughs) That would be I don't ideal. know how realistic that is, but it would be great. <laughs> so true. All right, this next one is sight loss is not always connected to another disease. I think a lot of times we see somebody who's lost their sight, and because the stereotype, you you think about people like Helen Keller, who mm-hmm. was uh, had a loss of sight and loss of hearing, right? Uh, you know, and she's pretty famous in the visually impaired world. Uh, you see other people who might be in a wheelchair and have sight loss. You see right. people who have just different things connected because maybe it's from birth, and a lot of times right. from birth there can be other things going on. Sure, um, but. My sight loss is from a disease that has nothing to do with anything else. Now, we don't know a ton about it, so it might have some other effects on the body. But at this point, you know, we it's, don't just, know of it's any. sight loss. Right. And so it's not always connected to other things. But again, I, th- I think the stereotype is, oh, you have eye problems. You, It's got to come from somewhere. So there's something else wrong with you. Yeah. Um, so you were talking earlier about the whole idea, you know, you're, you're in the medical field. Mm-hmm. I mean, you learned a little bit. 
about eye diseases. Yeah. But we were talking about very how, little. Very little, right. You were talking about how you learned a little bit, at, but it didn't really go into how it affects people or some of these stereotypes, right. you know, in, in nursing school. Yeah. So in nursing school, you just learn very, you learn the anatomy, of course, and then you learn kind of like we learned about macular degeneration and we learned about, um, retinopathies and, and, you know, but very surfacey. We don't get a lot of in-depth things. And until you get into a subspecialty or a spe- specialty and then a subspecialty, even, you know, further in than that, you really don't learn the details and the really the mechanisms of how sight loss works and how it can be connected with other diseases or how it doesn't have to be connected with other diseases. I mean, I really only know what I know, which still isn't very much, because of Derek's sight loss. Um, you know, I, I work with babies and mommies having, having their babies, so I, that's not my specialty. But, you know, in nursing school, in medical school, I feel like they may not even learn as much as what we would hope that they would until they get into that specialization. Have you ever, I, I think we probably mentioned it, uh, you know, at least between the two of us, have you had blind patients in the past? Um, I had, I feel like I've had one. But maybe just on the floor. I don't think that I actually took care of her. Gotcha. It's, so, and I mean, it's, you know, blindness is, is not, I mean, it's common, but it's not right. like it's super common right. necessarily. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like, that's the other thing about educating the public. When I had not lost my sight before, you know, before, again, I knew one person that was mm-hmm. blind. That was it. And, and granted, I was in a small town, so the bigger towns, more people. Sure. But I didn't know anybody else that was blind. Mm-hmm. And so all my knowledge came from that one person who, again, was totally blind. Right. Lived with their mom because they were older and things like that. And, yeah. you know, it's just it, it was what it was. But now when I was when I lost my sight at 18, that really opened up the door to meet other people who lost their sight and then start to open up these these sort of things. Right. So it's not very common and that's not really all that surprising either. Yeah. So all right. So the next one, uh this is a pretty common one. Blind people still use words like look, see, watch, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh many a times I have uh I've talked to people and they'll say, Hey, did you see that movie? Uh did you hear that movie? Or whatever. I'm like, seriously, you can say C, it's fine. Um, but again, I think if I didn't know about it, again, that my snarky, sarcastic nature, I probably would have said that too. Like, oh, I bet you didn't see it. And people have said things like, for example, there was something the other day and it was something on social media. And I said, oh, well, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, as a normal phrase that people use. And they're right. like, well, I know you didn't see it. And it was like, no, I, no, it wasn't supposed to be a joke. Like, I, I didn't see it. I, Anyway, forget it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where <laughs> I wasn't trying to be funny. Like, I was just saying it just in natural conversation. Yeah. And so we still use words like, yeah, I went and I watched that movie. I read that book. Um, because I st- if I listen to a book, I'll still say, oh, I'm reading a book right now, blah, blah, blah. Right. I rarely say listen to it because for some reason when you tell people you listen to it, they're like, oh, that's... That's, that's not, cheating. That's not good enough. You know, It's not, actually. So I still use words like that. It's just very normal and very common. I like, think it's important to also realize, though, that... Not everyone, when they're saying, oh, I bet you didn't see that, or I'm sorry, maybe you didn't see it, they might not, they might be trying not to offend you as well. Like, oh, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, or I didn't mean to, um, you know, draw attention to the fact that you didn't act literally see it. Um, You know, not everybody has ill will in their oh, no. in their hearts. No, not everybody does. And and that's the thing though. I think it, as we educate people, most people, most blind people I know will use these words and not be yes. offended by it. 
And so when people are trying to be, when they're trying to be not offensive, sometimes it comes across that way. Sure. That, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. You know, and so just educating, like, you don't, it's it's cool. Like, I'm, I, you can say watch, that's fine. I, I think whether they're trying to be snarky or they're trying to be compassionate or whatever, right. it's just a good opportunity to educate them and say, hey, I still use that word. That's cool. Absolutely. Um, because it's okay for you to use that word because I use it too. Absolutely. It's not I mean, what out I of think, my vocabulary. What I think it does is it helps them get past the the sort of wall that is my blindness, past that to me. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff about me that's cool. Right. You know, not right. just not just the blindness, but let's get past that. Yeah. And that's okay. I always tell people because people will joke about my blindness, probably because they're not sure, it's uncomfortable, let's make a joke about it. You which joke is, about you know, it. I joke about it, it's fine. But I always tell them there's way better things to make fun of me about than sight loss. You yeah. know, like yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of quirks. There's way better stuff. So once you know get to know me, get past that wall, um, you know, we're just like, oh see and watch and so forth. Um, all right, so the next one is this. Actually, this is the, the last one. Blind people still go to the movies, the bowling, hiking, all that sort of thing, because we just like to live our lives. And some of these things are sight intense. You know, like, for example, we went hiking um, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Yep. And I had my guide dog with me, which he did fantastic. Uh, but yeah, we still do all those things because we want to do those things. Like, you I know. enjoy it. So I make him come with me. I always say, you know, my wife likes it and I like my wife. So, you know, that's what we do. Uh, but, you know, we go to the movie. Well, when we can. Right now, right, it's right sort now, of not we're, but, we're listening. If you're listening to this, uh, it's during the time of quarantine. So, uh, but we still do those kinds of things. I remember going to play laser tag, which I was not very good at because it's very dark in there. Uh, I, I did get like, let's say 20 people. I got like 16th place. So those other four people felt bad about themselves probably. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we still do all those things. And, and again, I think if I had not lost my sight, I would have questioned that. You still yeah. go to the movies? or I do think I should get a discount to the movies because I'm only experiencing half of it. But that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, but I think, like, you know, all these things are just things we do. Why wouldn't we do them? Just because I'm blind, I can't, I now am, am like, unable to do these things. Right. I might do them differently, but I still can do them. So I think it's important to... Not only educate the people, but remember, if you lost your sight, would you think blind people go to the movies? Would you think blind people go hiking or whatnot? Play because sports. Play sp- yeah, all those yeah. sort of things. Maybe, maybe not. But regardless, it's important to remember that we still do all those kinds of things and uh, to let people know that yeah. we still do all those kinds of things. All right, guys. So here's our question for today. What is one thing you may or may not have known if your family member or somebody you know hadn't lost their sight? What's what's one thing? Was it one of the things we listed here? Was it something else? What's one thing you wouldn't have known if somebody you know or yourself hadn't gone through sight loss? All right, so a few housekeeping items. First of all, we want to let you know that if you like the podcast, if you're enjoying it, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. So if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and I lost my train of thought, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Okay. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button and ring the bell so you have get notifications with every new episode. 
And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, make sure you subscribe in your favorite podcast catcher. That could be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. All the links to that are going to be in the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 092. We also want to hear from you. You can reach out and contact us. My email is Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can ask questions, give us your comments, your thoughts, share your stories. And you can also contact us or get in touch with us or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Links to all of that, as always, are in the show notes. Okay, so let's go to your final thought. What is the one thing you have to educate people about when you tell them I'm blind? Like if you have somebody, because I know you've mentioned to people, oh, my husband's blind yeah. or your coworkers or whatever. What's what's something they always seem to either ask or have to be educated about when you tell them I'm vision So impaired? most of the time, my the most common question I get is, can he drive? Mm. That is the most common question. And I say, I mean, I always say no. I'm not quippy and quick on my toes like Derek is, but I'm like, nope, can't do that. And, you know, then then I go through the, you know, central vision loss and peripheral, blah, 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 blah. And we talk about um, accessibility with this computer and, and the phone and things like that. So that's usually, those are the most common things that we talk about when it comes to um, your sight loss. Now, some people ask, you know, does he cook or does he, you know, does he help clean the house or things like that? But most of the time it has to do with driving and, you know, computer usage. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, I usually say something like, yes, I can drive, but your mailbox wouldn't want me to. Right. You know, and I would never remember like to say something like that. I need like to write that. down some things for you to say. So you can just whip them out? Yeah. So when people Great. are like, like, hold on, let me pull this paper out. You know, <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> uh, all right. So we've got our quote for this week. And uh, yeah, let's just go for it, dear. All What's right. our quote? So this quote is by... How do you say the first name? I have no idea. Okay, I'm going to just go with it. <laughs> just butcher it. It's fine. Rochelle? Sure. E. Goodrich. There you and go. They say, you can teach a person all you know, but only experience will convince him that what you say is true. You can teach a person all you know, but only experience. So, you know, sometimes it's like, look, I read this in a book. Let me tell you about it. Right. And they're like, oh, that's nice. But it's like, I went through this. Now I can really tell you about it. Yeah. And so when we're sharing with the public, with with general people about sight loss, we have a perspective that others don't have. It's one thing to read in a book how not everybody is totally blind or um, that blind people still do things or whatever. Right. It's one thing to read in a book and talk about it. But if you get somebody who has experienced something in life and they yep. share their story, that's much different than reading it out of a textbook. Absolutely. So it's so important to remember that you have a story to tell and your story is impactful so much so that it will affect how people view other visually impaired people down the yeah. road. So make sure to always share your story. All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this week. As always, we want to thank you for listening wherever you are. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek. And I'm April. And we'll see you in, in the, the next, next one. one.